0: don't know this, then you're behind the times.
1: The
2: only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply
0: to you, suddenly you're an advertiser buying space. This is Social Minds, the UK's first dedicated social media marketing podcast brought to you by Social Chain. I'm Theo.
1: And I'm Eve. And each week we'll be joined by a host of progressive minds to learn the unique and innovative ways that social media is being used around the world.
0: On this podcast we'll be discussing the latest developments across social and what they mean for us all and if you like what you hear make sure you subscribe to get new episodes every week this week on social minds if it was clear
2: to everyone within the business how impactful building your own personal channel is for your career then a lot more people would be doing it.
1: We were joined by Ash Jones. Now, Ash was one of the founding team members of Social Chain and has also been instrumental in building Stephen Bartlett's own personal brand. Since then, he left to found a company called Great Influence, where he works on personal brand building for high-level C-suite executives.
0: In the past, there's definitely been a perception of personal branding that's been a little self-indulgent, but actually, if you look beyond that and look to what personal branding is today, it's clear that this is having a massive impact on businesses and brands. You need only look at the way people are using LinkedIn to realize how they are leveraging their personal brands for success. You can track
2: things like engagements and average views of the content that you're putting out, but you can't track perception. And the perception is the most important aspect of personal
0: branding.
1: Oh, there's some more coming up.
0: What is the business case for having a personal brand?
2: It's a huge question. Um, I think that uh, two things are happening right now in terms of trying to answer that question. What's the business case for building a personal brand? And the first is that personal branding uh, is becoming very mainstream now or has been for the past three or four years, thanks to people like Gary Vaynerchuk and more recently to Stephen Bartlett. And that trend combined with a, a huge platform opportunity like LinkedIn is the drive behind the business case, I feel, in terms of, I think for a long time, business leaders and and business owners and and businesses in general have understood that having a face attached to a brand is a very good thing for the brand because it's something that people can attach to when it comes to PR or or media or these things. Um, You look at like the biggest companies in the world, you can usually attach a name to them. Um, So personal branding has always been around. It's, It's It's not anything new, but it's certainly a trend that's happening right now. But the problem with it was that it, I assume, I don't know this for certain, but I assume it's very hard to build a personal brand before social media. Mm. You have to pay for PR a lot of the time. You have to pay for events sometimes. And these typical things that you would do if social media didn't exist, you would go out and speak at conferences and you would try to get PR. That those would probably be like the two main things that you do to try build a personal brand. And a lot of the time they cost or they're very like time heavy when business leaders are quite time poor. Um, so now you've got the introduction of social media, which in one minute you can post something online that can be very well crafted to positively put across your business or the message that it's trying to portray, or the values, or the culture, or the growth of it and the progression, the success. Um, and you can do that in a minute. And it's it doesn't cost anything. And if it's well-crafted, it can reach a large amount of people. And LinkedIn right now um, is in a very unique moment as a platform because it's essentially giving out free reach to people en masse mm. in a way that Facebook used to but doesn't anymore. So in 2012 with Facebook, um, I remember seeing people grow a Facebook page to 300,000 likes in a day. You couldn't do that now, and it's the same with LinkedIn today. Like the um, the the drawbridge won't be open too long for people to take advantage of that. And I feel that right now that is a fantastic free way that's also a very high reach of putting across your business through an individual because it's very hard for people to connect with b2b messaging now mm, mm. because there's so much of it out there we're
0: getting hammered left right and center because of social a lot of the time this is the mm. way of cutting through isn't it yeah it's almost and it strikes me as well that uh, oh, i can remember but it was probably 2018 when we were saying you know 2018 or 2017 year of the personal brand mm. but i imagine in speaking to you it, it only seems to be in the last six months that you've probably gone super, super, super busy, you know, in terms of personal branding and the consultancy and people, you know, not just people at uh, those sort of middle levels, but people who have been around forever, you know, CEOs, CMOs, really high level people yeah. are coming to you and realising, whoa, I need to do this now. Yeah, mm, there's a why shift. Do you,
1: why do you think that is?
2: Um, I think that on the side of people that have been in the game for 20, 25, 30 years they are viewing what's happening from the outside in and the younger people tend to be um, there first. Mm. So with younger CEOs and people in senior management positions and running businesses and founders, they understand that leveraging LinkedIn is a very smart way for them to drive awareness of what they're doing in their business Mm. and what the business does. And they're so... Um, it's so ingrained in them how to create content almost from personally using Instagram Mm. and platforms like that. They're naturally creating content in their daily lives a lot of the time. So they take those foundational skills, see the opportunity that LinkedIn presents and think this is how I'm going to create awareness for my business. And a lot of the time they start out They haven't got the funds to do PR or events or the, you know, it's just not possible. So LinkedIn is like the free option to be able to get some, generate some conversation around what you're doing and start making intros to people and, you know, making connections and building out your network. Mm. And um, the older generation, from my experience, we're talking to people, they're seeing it, they can see it, but they don't know how to do it Mm. because they're not... Mm. They're not on Instagram using mm. it all the time. I
1: just feel like a lot more effort for them as well. If it's something yeah. they're not used to doing, and it like they probably have to take time out of their daily routine, and they might be really really busy.
2: Exactly, and and um, people at that level are exactly as you say very very busy. And what they'll do typically is they'll dip their toe in the water, and if they don't get the result their time is demanded a million other places. Mm. So it goes right back to the bottom of the pile and they forget about it. And then they'll probably be at home, they'll be browsing LinkedIn, they'll be like, I'm seeing this business or this guy everywhere. I need to be, they can see it's happening and they understand that they need to do it. But then they'll dip their toes in and for one reason or another, whether it's because they don't quite understand social, they don't know how to position their business online or, or create content that fits, a number of reasons they won't get the result and that'll put them off it.
1: Yeah, without realising it, like, it's a bit more of a long game.
2: Yeah, definitely it's a long game um, because with Steve, when we started out, you could, uh, on one platform, specifically Facebook, I remember looking at the graph um, in terms of his audience build and I think it's, it's, it's probably over like, it's definitely over 800,000 people on there that he's got now um, and the first six months super flat and then and then mm. Mm. it takes a Snowball while It takes
1: like consistency as yeah. well i like, yeah. i think like, we we've seen the same like you can have a really good six months where you're just so on it and posting all the time mm. and you can see it starting to build then if for whatever reason like you do like i'm guilty of it get a bit too busy or a bit too distracted let that slip it can be so hard to pick back up where yeah. you left off
2: it took um it took a lot of time and then trial and error so one of the things that i always try to um, advise people that I'm working with to do is to not be afraid of trying different things. It's one of, one of the biggest things that aided working with Steve was mm. try it. And if it doesn't work, then we know it doesn't work. And we start to figure out what does work and we can, you know, s- see that difference. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Can, you,
0: can you tell us about the, the, the nuances then? Cause For instance, LinkedIn, you know, on the face of things you can look at is, oh, post about anything and you'll get massive reach. Mm. But you've almost discovered a bit of an art to this, where you know, whether that's video over text or, you know, talking about your own work and other people's work. Um, What are those nuances, those tips, those those repeat patterns that people win and lose on? So I think, um, like
2: you'll know this, uh, working at Social Chain, that with platforms, there's always something on each platform that is a format or tactic or that can be leveraged that Mm. right now is hot to do. And it'll come and it'll go and the platform will shift and it'll change. But there's always, usually at any one time, there's something that you could do that is just an engagement driver. Mm. And for example, like now on LinkedIn, if you've got... uh, video content and then the subtitles along the bottom and text bars at the top with a very well written headline that can intrigue people um that is something that is very very popular right now on linkedin and people can leverage that format to be able to put their business message across because the battle you've got is you've probably got like a two second window to capture people when they're scrolling down a feed so what i see a lot of people doing um Probably not as much anymore because people are starting to realize how to leverage formats like that. But people will post like a vlog style, um, them talking to a camera for nine minutes with no subtitles. No one's going to watch it. Mm. Mm. We scroll mm. past in two seconds. So it's like people will watch two minute content, three minute content, four or five, even six, seven minutes. If you can really capture them before the videos even started, and that's by leveraging usually a headline, which will then lead in, whether that's a, the caption that goes along with the video, or you format the video to have the text bars along the top, and that's got the headline in. And it's almost like the lead in, you've got, a, you've got two battles. You've got the first battle, which is a two second window, make them stop. And then the content has to be good after that. Because if the content, you get a minute and a half into it and it starts to get dull, then you've lost them and you lose the trust.
0: You won't come back again.
2: Yeah. You yeah. won't have that repeat. Yeah. You, you've so only got, um, when when anyone does content, really you've only got a certain amount of chances mm. to be able to convince an audience to tune in next time. And once that opportunity is gone, it's very hard to win that person back. Mm. So mm. You, people work so hard at acquiring, acquiring an audience, but then they'll let the bar slip when it comes to content sometimes. And then you've worked so hard to get them in but then after 10, 20 pieces of content that some of them are great, some not so, they then drop
0: out and you, you find it way more difficult to find no, out. How much do you have to be involved with that audience though? Because it's e- sometimes it's easy for us as, you know, social media marketers. We're constantly looking at analytics. We're constantly looking at data. We're constantly looking at what our audience likes and sort of tailoring what we're doing towards that. For these, you know, you know, executives who maybe don't have who aren't working with a consultant or aren't yeah. working with, um, you know, a specialist. Do you, what, what do you suggest there? Do you just co- sort of keep going out with your content and sort of doing the right things and tweaking them? Do you, do you say that people sort of, you know, get sort of look into what the audiences are looking and? Um,
2: I think if you have the resource and you're, uh, you know, uh, a CEO, a founder, a business owner, um, invest the resource in finding someone who understands it and do that. Because like I say, you've got a certain amount of opportunities for people to take notice. And if you waste them, it can be counterproductive. But if you don't have that resource, then I think the smartest thing to do is try to understand the one platform. So try to understand LinkedIn and how it's working right now. And that's just by scrolling through your feed.
1: You yeah, see them. how other people. Eighty are, are percent of my yeah. feed on
2: LinkedIn is video now.
1: I was going to say, do you think the addition of native video to LinkedIn has helped with like this boom in personal brand? Yeah. Could you say it comes back to say like people have been watching daily vlogs by people like Gary Vee, but no. obviously not everyone can start a massive YouTube channel overnight. Yeah. Um, and obviously LinkedIn brings in this new video feature. It's very. I don't want to say easy, but it is like quite an open door opportunity for people then to jump in and start using it. Is that why we've, because I personally have seen a lot more people in B2B businesses active in their personal Mm. brands than even like two years ago. And I think that the only platform that's made significant changes there is is LinkedIn.
2: So I think it's been a big opportunity, but as a result, it's dirtied the term personal branding yeah mm. so you have someone who's super successful like Gary Vaynerchuk um and then that brings a lot of people trying to do the same thing mm. even down to people the s- exact same way of speaking and filming and, yeah. and, and li- literally copycats yeah because
1: I have seen a lot of people on LinkedIn just making videos when they haven't necessarily got a business the, yeah this, the 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 creds to back yeah. it up with.
0: Yeah. CEOs that are freelancers. And yeah. the, br- the blueprint seems to be that you have to be a massive extrovert, a big personality, and everybody's, you know. Yeah.
2: So I think that um, a lot of that happening has dirty the term personal branding. And a lot of the time when I speak to people, I almost have a battle to fight before the conversation has begun. Because especially um, people that are a little older as well uh, are a lot more sceptical of going into Personal branding when it's positioned as personal branding, yeah, mm. because it's been dirtied quite a lot from from what I've just um, mm. touched is that on. that the term
1: influencer. Like people think it's a bit self indulgent, don't you? Yeah,
2: yeah. So I th- and I think that um, there's two types of people. There's the big extrovert who is an amazing personality who is like built to be a social influencer, essentially, mm. and people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Steve, mm. those kind of people. And then you've got everyone else, like 99.9% of business owners. And what they do with personal branding, these should not do. Mm. And they, th- the, the 99.9% think that they have to do that to build a personal brand. Yeah,
1: look at it and be like, that's not me, so I'm not that's even going not to try. Me.
2: It's like the biggest um, pushback that I receive is, one of the things that I hear most is, but I'm not good on video. Mm. You don't have to. You don't have to do any video to build a personal brand. It's just something that is a big, op- big opportunity for people yeah, right now. And if there's a way that we can figure that out, then great. But if not, there's still ways that you can build. And even personal branding, I don't really... I'm not a huge fan of the term. I always say like leveraging your public profile or, or you as a person to help drive more awareness for the business mm. or business ventures. That so sounds a lot softer, doesn't yeah. it? It's yeah, that, it feels people like you could
0: get with, behind that.
2: Yeah, people connect with people. Whereas if you say, um, a lot of people are so afraid to put themselves out there because um, you, if you start putting yourself out there in a certain way, then people might look at you in a different way all of a sudden mm, and I think mm. I is doing the the Gary Vaynerchuk thing yeah you can I'm, you can tell, tell when it's fake you know. as well that
1: like anything else like Katie is a perfect example isn't she Katie Leeson our UK managing director like she she didn't Unreal. want to be on video at all yeah. um, took quite very a bit of persuading shot, yeah. before, before her and Dodd started the podcast mm. And but the way that she's done it is like she's been very authentic in her approach Um, like she says on camera very candidly you know like oh I'm not quite comfortable doing this and she'll just speak how she's feeling and then it it comes across really naturally and she's had amazing results from that Mm, yeah Mm. and, and we've felt it in the business as well
2: it's honesty and authenticity is like the most important thing when you're going into um into putting yourself out there more as a as a as a business leader but not even a business leader like Everyone within a business has an opportunity to use a platform like LinkedIn to showcase the work that they're doing Mm. and build their own audience and the people that they interact with through the business. Um, And you have to be honest and authentic about it. And people see what's happening in personal branding mainstream and think that they have to do that. And that to them isn't honest or authentic. Mm. So it's not going to work. And then they do it, they might try it, they get bad results, and they're scared off it.
0: And on the subject of all of this, I'm quite interested, because of the, uh, you know, the muddied term that we say, personal brand, everybody, you know, all three of us and everybody listening to this podcast will be looking through LinkedIn, and they'll, you know, countless times that they've seen the classic post, you know, I was fired from my job 40 years ago, now <laughs> in the company. Tree. <laughs> and it's just like, and it becomes yeah. a sort of a, a parody of itself, this kind of cheap viral trick. Yeah, you I know, gave a
1: homeless man a job and now he's my COO
0: exactly it's yeah. all that sort of you know that still gets quite a lot of engagement mm. you know what, what do you say to that is that is
2: uh, there's something happening in definitely in the last six months right now on LinkedIn where a lot of people are figuring out how to make viral content using tactics like this mm. um, and I think it's good for the platform But I think people are getting confused with being able to make content that gets a lot of likes and personal branding. So personal branding should like coherently, like not coherently, personal branding should build equity for your business and you. And it should tell the message of the business and always be pushing back to what the business is trying to do. Mm. And then you have the other side, which is chasing virality on LinkedIn, Mm. which a lot of the time is, is this kind of content or it's taking content from elsewhere and putting, posting it yourself and it gets 5,000 likes that creating your own content or having your own say or own opinion is a hundred times more effective than that method in terms of building personal brand equity. Mm. And I think people are getting a bit muddied between the, the two mm. yeah just and, because
1: that like, your post is is like reaching so many people yeah, on LinkedIn or being then. liked it's not you that they'll remember
2: people get caught up in in chasing engagement um, and like I'm, it's not to say that I don't think people should uh, push for good engagement like I, all clients that I work with a focus of mine like part of the KPIs that I send them every month. engagement Mm. so I'm naturally trying to get good engagement but for me that tactic is like one thing that should be happening in a range of activities yeah
1: it's not the build and end
2: all yeah that help build um, equity for that for that person yeah and the business and also when you do that it should have a link back to the business so um, for example, something that Katie does so well is tapping into mainstream culture and conversation that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. The Game of Thrones thing, Game of Thrones, Starbucks Cup. Mm, uh, she did with
1: Bird Box as well for Netflix. Bird Box, that, and one, Netflix. that one did really
2: she, well. She, she jumps on that, talks about it on a video podcast, 500,000 views. But what she did within those, it links back to the space she's in and the Bird Box clip especially, she talked about how uh, memes had driven the viewership on on Bird Box on Netflix and she said within that two three minute video she was like we do this at social chain mm. and she used an example of social yeah. chain she she does do it really study. smartly like, i
1: think yeah. it's because like it's naturally like, she's always got it in the back of her mind but she's yeah. not just thinking like sell 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 push 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 yeah. it doesn't lead with their like it's okay very, we do yeah. this because then it, it can get a bit a bit much Um whereas I'll, i
2: see people on linkedin and that it's not the content doesn't link back to their business or so you can't find the business case Again, talking It's about just the business the commentary
0: case. of it's just commentary of yeah. other people's content. content it yeah. seems, yeah. A lot of people repost adverts, don't they, and sort of talk yeah. about the best parts of the advert. Yeah. Nothing beats the there. You can move on LinkedIn for people reposting it and
1: yeah, picking know. out, you
0: know, the best bits it's of when, it. It's
1: when you start seeing like the fifth one. You're like, right, okay. Like, obviously, it's natural sometimes if you see an advert that you like. That mm. sometimes that like, you do have an opinion and and you want to share it. Like when it happens. It's like could it be that like ninety ten, you yeah. know. Like if it's the ten percent of things you just like want to uh, say your piece, then fine. But if that's all you're posting and you're just yeah. doing it to get the likes, so it's, it's, it's so transparent. Twitter,
2: it's similar way. to the yeah, um, no, how what the op- the space that social chain operated in in 2015 with like um, meme accounts and big communities, mm. and over that's that's what they did. It's like jumping on popular things that are happening and leveraging content from elsewhere and then over time all these publishers start shifting those communities into media brands mm. and those media brands have a focus of creating their own original content mm. and mm. shifting across from um, content elsewhere or, or, or jumping on the back of trends and really having a focus then because that's where the brand equity lies. Mm. Spore, for example, spo has come a long, long way in terms of now, it, the original content it posts is fantastic, and it has—it's always had its own tone of voice, but it's expanded that into now. Mm. The content has its own feel, its own style. Yeah. Mm. It's a fully blown media brand, and that builds brand equity, and that drives commercial into sport, mm. and it drives growth, and it affects every area of sport that switch. Whereas that wasn't possible when it, you know, beforehand. And it's the same thing now. You can. You can leverage um, going viral on LinkedIn, but it, you have to start moving it to to be able yeah. to build brand a equity. Part of like a,
1: a wider objective. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, so what what kind of content do you think is um, like preferred to build a personal brand? Is it things like video podcasts or just audio podcasts or videos? Because like you said, it used to be uh, people could put out articles and do mm. basic PR. Do you think that's enough anymore, or does rich media have to play a part?
2: So I think that if you can create an ecosystem, it's the perfect way in that uh, building a personal brand on social channels is one part of that ecosystem. PR is another. Events, if possible, if the person is a Mm -hmm. speaker, is also a great way. And you can leverage each of those to play into the other. So when you get PR, now for me, I, I personally don't think that the impact of getting PR is the article in the drum. I don't think that that is the the great thing about it. Mm. I think the great thing about it is then you can go post on LinkedIn and say, look, we were in the drum. Yeah. And that's where the credibility is. And the drum is like you, you've you got these um, credible sources that still matter in the growth of a business and um, growth of business profiles. And it's things like that, PR and events and getting bigger and bigger and bigger in yeah, those. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: But now it's not that it's not all about being in the drum or being wherever, it's still important, but a big part of it is being able to take that and leverage it for
0: you to continue
2: telling your story on your own channels. Mm. And I think that's the difference
0: now. You mentioned mentioned podcasts. uh, We're we're talking a lot about business podcasts at the moment. How much of a revelation have they been to all of this?
2: Um, I think it's been a really good way of people being able to very naturally create content. It doesn't feel forced a lot of the time. Um, and it's helping a lot of people put themselves out there because it's leveraging the format that is hot right now in mm. f- for LinkedIn. So it's naturally gaining more reach and more exposure.
1: It doesn't feel as invasive as speaking directly to camera, does it? No, After it's Preachy. Like, like okay, the first few times you do it it can be a little bit nerve wracking. Like it took us a little while to get used to the cameras. But once yeah. you do, it's very it's very easy to sort of Focus on the, yeah. the situation that you're in, Definitely. like the conversation you're having, instead of just like a camera staring at you, mm. it's, it's a lot more intimidating. But yeah, when was that like this? Yeah. Talking naturally in a room, it's, it's a lot easier to do. People recognise even the street
2: now. I would never... <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> that was one time. I would never um, like film myself or anything. People always say to me like, so what are you doing with your personal brand? And I'm like...
1: Mm, try and use yourself as a case study.
2: And I'm like, not much, to be honest. Because, A, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, like, talking about client stuff. Mm. I, th- I think uh, uh, the the position that I'm in, a lot of them would, I don't know for sure, I've never asked, but I would assume they'd prefer me to be low-key. Yeah. Um, and the other reason is that... It's not a space that you can talk. I don't feel too much about and I'm not going to sit and make a video. It's just not authentic to mm. me. It doesn't feel honest to me. There's things that I do on LinkedIn that um, are good for for helping me get more awareness. Mm. And like this is, is a great example. I wouldn't film myself, but us being able to have this conversation feels very... Mm like, I don't feel out of my comfort zone. Again, it's finding the right fit for you in terms of personal branding. Definitely. And your audience as
1: well. Like it's, it comes back to that giving value. Like you're right. If you were just to make a video every single week talking mm. about personal branding because you think you should be talking about personal, personal branding, it might not give as much value to your audience and therefore to you as it should do really. Whereas doing something like this, which happens quite organically and is actually giving value is, yeah. is, is better, even if it's less frequent.
2: Yeah. So I think it's a big opportunity right now for people just to be able to, in a very comfortable way, like I'm still, like now I'm like this, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still settling into it. You're in the it.
1: comfiest seat yeah. in the in the it room. Very yeah. it. was
2: purposely swapped around to... Uh... <laughs> but um, I'm settling into it a bit more, whereas if you, I've, I've tried it before, me on video filming it mm. and I've... Oh, Honestly, it's the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, Theo in the world. and I have both done it ourselves as well. It? Like yeah.
1: it, it, it does take some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. but I Definitely. think it's a good
2: opportunity for people to um, be able to take advantage of what is happening right now in terms of a big engagement and content and awareness opportunity, which is native video on LinkedIn. Mm. And I've I work with people who are like, I don't like doing video, but I quite enjoy doing podcasts because mm. it feels feels normal to them.
0: Is there a distinct? I know one's. More tailored to B two B, B two B. One's more B two C. Is there a distinct difference, and, and what is that distinct difference between personal branding and influencer marketing? I guess as a personal brand, there's it, it, they're less of a focus on you have something to sell. It's
2: yeah. So I argue,
1: how do you like quantify the influence that influence? That, yeah, the influencers like selling themselves, and the a yeah. personal brand is selling the brand, like the business.
2: Yeah, mm. correct yes. me if I'm wrong. That's spot on. So the influencers is trying to sell. They are the business. Whereas um, the CEO is just a cog. But it's a very smart move to leverage that cog to help build the awareness of the business more Mm. because naturally people will listen to what business owners have got to say. It's Mm. It's just how it is. People are more likely to listen to someone who's got, I don't know, CEO in there bio or um than 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 someone else so Mm. it makes sense from a business point of view to leverage that channel look at it like a channel and understand the positioning that you need to create for that channel for it to work which is going to be very different from the b2b you can't put the b2b content out on the Mm. Mm. on the individual's channel and don't um personal branding shouldn't be done in isolation It should be an arm of B2B marketing. It Mm. should be another arm of several things that are happening within the B2B marketing to help build build the awareness of the business and get the message out there more in the right way.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a good point. That's something I think that Steve does really well because all the content he puts out there, uh, like even if he's, say, doing an event or doing a talk, he'll never be like, look, this is me, this is my opportunity. Every single time he'll bring it back to Social Chain and be like, this is happening because of the team, this is happening because of the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Social Chain was invited to talk, not like I was invited. Yeah, It was one of the most
2: important things that when we started doing that, uh, like building Steve out, was like it was super important. Everything had to come back to social chain. Otherwise, there's no point. You can see from how how much he throws himself into building this business, mm. how much it means to him. So yeah. it doesn't make sense mm. for. Him Otherwise, to...
1: he'd just be an influencer, wouldn't he? Yeah,
2: there have been It it wouldn't make sense. Like if if anyone knows Steve, they know how much he how much time he puts into social chain. So anything that he's spending his time on. It's for the good of the business. Because mm. he wouldn't if you know him, you know he wouldn't be doing it otherwise.
0: Mm. This this is something that's come back to Hi Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, it's a good thing to say.
0: This <laughs> this is this is it's cropped up a few times in conversation, various different episodes for different reasons, and that uh, that whole love for the individual, that whole people buying into other people, you you've said it perfectly, I know it be. Hard for you to say, being a avid city fan, but something so Alex Ferguson said, where you know teams used to be beat in the dressing room, yeah, because of that personality, mm. and you've you've seen it in a concrete example, similar with pitches as an agency going out to pitch. Yeah, I, imagine. I
2: think um, I I don't know for sure, but I can imagine that um, the awareness that social chain was able to build in the first couple of years from what it did. Um, a lot of people knew about the company and had a feel-good vibe about it before they'd even met anyone mm. from the business, and I, I, I don't know for sure, but I think that when they're going into pitches or we're going into pitches, they'd be they'd be up against other agencies, and they'd see that they're up against Social Chain, who have a a, a huge reputation compared to other agencies mm-hmm. um and it must have been for other agencies at times maybe that that idea of like you say alex ferguson would know how teams would be beat in the tunnel at old trafford before they'd even stepped onto the pitch mm. And i think from a business point of view going into pitches and stuff against other agencies other agencies i can imagine were because um, it's half the battle is relationships when you're pitching i've i've not been in many pitches myself but the ones that I have been in, I've seen from both sides me being affected by how great a relationship I can build with whoever's pitching, and then me pitching to them how they're affected by the relationship. It's such a huge part mm-hmm. of winning any pitch or winning Imagine, b- new like, business. Imagine five, so
1: five people in a room, yeah. and whoever's receiving the pitch already knows one of those people. Yeah, they're going to be instantly drawn them. to what they have to say at So it
2: happened with um, a, a client that I'm working with, just started working with recently, and um she started talking about a topic and putting content out around this topic and she's doing a charity um a charity event in a couple of months and part of the content when she put it out on linkedin uh, made a note of she's doing this charity event and uh, she needs to be training soon and she went into a pitch the next day and two people in the room said like started recommending places for her to go train because they'd seen on LinkedIn and she hadn't met them before and so already she's gone in the room and they they've been able to strike up a conversation with her not the other way around, and she's the one that's pitching.
1: Yeah, they're already finding that common ground. And it's mad because it's true, isn't it? Like, Mm. whoever's got a massive profile on social or people who follow them will always say that you feel like you know them, even if you don't, like, you really feel like they do. So Mm. by the time it comes Mm. for you to meet them in real life, you would, like, gravitate towards them.
2: Yeah. So I think it has a huge, huge business case um, in terms of... I think it hits a lot of different touch points of the business from helping you gain more... PR, helping you get into bigger events and conferences mm-hmm. and um, helping you win new business and keep clients aware of what's going on with the business as well. And I'm seeing a lot of businesses now are becoming more transparent and they're leveraging video to be more transparent and they're putting it on social and clients follow them and they see the video and they feel like, oh, that's, that's what they're doing mm-hmm. this week. And because it's easy to lose well you know you can not talk to a client for a couple of weeks and they might wonder you know just how are yeah. things going but yeah. you've always got that touch point if you're leveraging social in, w- in the right way mm.
0: for me without being too philosophical it almost seems quite relevant to the time that trust is quite low so you know instantly we're trying to build these people to people connections you know anybody and will tell you oh you know I can probably trust the person behind the logo more then the logo mm. and having that relationship. and
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you touched on new business because it's something that we get asked for a lot of elements of social-based marketing. But for personal branding, how exactly do you quantify the success that it's had for a business? Like, what is the ROI?
2: Um, I think it's a huge brand awareness play. Mm. It's a lot of the time you can't directly, like if you did a Facebook ad and it drove traffic to a website, you can see how much the click cost. You can't do that with something like personal branding. It's very much a knock-on effect. So f- for me, when I'm working with people, they'll send me things that e- that someone's mentioned um, that they heard of them because of X, or they'll give them a, a complimentary, drop them a complimentary email, really like what you're doing at the minute, and I've seen this. And it's those moments a lot of the time that uh, reinforce people of the the importance and the power that it can have but it's a huge brand awareness thing you you've almost got a you can track things like engagements and average views of the content that you're putting out but you can't track perception and the perception is the most important aspect of personal branding so at any one time if you're a business your your audience or stakeholders, whatever, will have a perception of you as a business and that perception is shifted by what you do or sometimes what you don't do. So it's your job essentially to manage that perception at all times mm. relentlessly and ensure that your reputation is decided by you and not by you not saying things so you can positively keep putting out messages about the business and how it's doing and, and what it's up to in, in any moment in time. And that helps your audience and the stakeholders of the business come to that perception. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't do something, people someone might hear something from someone else and assume the wrong things about the business. Whereas you have an opportunity now for free on a platform like LinkedIn to always be managing your own reputation yeah, and controlling, controlling the narrative. Yourself? Controlling the narrative mm-hmm. And you can decide what that narrative is and make sure that all the content that you're putting out perfectly fits that narrative. Mm-hmm. And then the narrative might shift. Like Companies naturally, over time, change what their approach is this year and what's important to them and the values and all those things. You can keep shifting the narrative however you want. But if you don't control it, it, people will control it for you. Yeah. And I think on a very foundational level, it's it's so important for people to be doing things like personal branding and and ensuring that all their shop windows are intact. And the shop window isn't just the agency website or the business website or um, those things, it's people are looking at people within the business mm. at all levels.
1: You know, this reminds me of, this is a really weird example. But it used to be, you know, when you were in school and you'd go out for a school trip and the teacher, they'd like hammer it into you that right now you're representing the yeah, school as soon as you leave this building. <laughs> so what want like uniforms tucked in, I don't care if you're off campus, like on your best behaviour. Because people will look, they'll see your uniform <laughs> yeah. and they'll associate it with our school. It's yeah. literally like that.
0: Yeah. The line used to be, you're not on an away day yeah. on the uh, bus the would be shouting yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. socks. laughs> yeah.
2: but, but those, especially those that run businesses, are a, a part of the shop window now. And you're fooling yourself if you think that a lot of people aren't looking at what you do. Mm. And sometimes if there's nothing there, in this day and age, especially this year, if you're not doing anything on LinkedIn people can take that as a negative. Yeah, mm. no, I,
1: I, I agree because I do it myself. If you're having a snoop and like people don't have that much to say, it's like when you see any other like social profile and they don't have a profile picture. Mm. Like As they soon as you see that them egg them. on yeah. Twitter, you're like, mm, don't trust you.
2: You see the little grey um, circle on LinkedIn where someone's not got a profile picture. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, yeah.
1: I'm like, don't have a bio. I'm like, why well, have you not written a bio? Mm, yeah. yeah, no, I know exactly mm. what you mean.
2: So I think it's important for... Um, businesses to to manage that perception and
0: control the narrative. Mm. I think LinkedIn's obviously very uh, popular and has been flavour of the month for a while. What about um, Facebook now that it's gone back to this kind of meaningful people to people, you know, instead of brands approach? Because one of the questions I've got here for you is 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 it is personal branding a way of combating algorithm changes for brands? on platforms that are intent on pushing them out further and further and out of the pitch and people closer?
2: Um, I think it can be. I think a lot of those platforms are going in the direction of, like you say, meaningful relationships are more important and there f- and meaningful relationships can only really be driven by people or are most effective when they're driven by people. Um so I think yeah, for sure. I'm i seeing a few people that uh, I'm friends with on Facebook, and they've started their business owners and they've started using it as a channel, another channel for personal branding. Um, and it's like there's one guy in particular that comes to mind, and his best platform is his personal Facebook profile mm. Mm. for driving awareness of his business. Yeah, he's on LinkedIn. It's not.
0: It's not as good. I suspect groups is a good place to do that Facebook, well. yeah. 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 so at the people.
2: minute with um, Facebook groups what's happening there you've got these big communities and I think for people that um, are trying to build that initial recognition or audience Facebook groups are a huge opportunity because there's a lot of conversation happening in them mm-hmm. and if you can go in and give your two cents consistently mm. over time people are going to pick up on your little profile picture Mm. and start recognising it. And if every time you're adding your opinion in those groups, it's really valuable insight, then when people see that profile picture next, they're going to be like, ah, it's the guy that Mm. says a lot of good things in this community, which can help. I've seen a lot of people start building personal brands from that ground up level, and then they'll use it as almost like a funnel. Mm. They'll use the group as a funnel to their personal profiles, and then the group will have a thousand people in. They'll post loads of things in there, and they'll get fifty people from that group. I saw Mike. Mike to does that.
1: Mike is a really active participant in like Facebook groups and Reddit mm. forums and stuff like that. Yeah. And people have gotten used to seeing like his picture. Like he said the same thing. It's almost like a badge of. Um, not like an admin badge, but that sort of recognition that you get when someone's a regular poster and you start to trust what they're saying and you almost like look out for for their updates. Um, I have have two questions. So (laughs) one of them is when we talk about uh, like CEOs and CMOs trying to get their employees uh, like talking more about what the brand is doing on LinkedIn or, or wherever, Um, it can be quite hard to incentivize employees to do that sometimes and I've seen a few companies do it where they will literally give someone a a paragraph to copy and paste and just duplicate that and I've seen like uh, one of my other friends used to have um, or used to work for a business who like they were all forced to do that they were all forced to say a certain thing on their LinkedIn profiles and you'd look at them and they were like identical and that's because someone higher up has just like told them to do that Mm. do you think that's advisable? and as a follow-up if not how do you incentivize employees to do it off their own back?
2: I don't think it should be like you mentioned before when you're on the school bus and it's like remember you are a representative (laughs) of this school like it shouldn't be told Mm. um, at all that's completely the wrong approach Um, at the end of the day it's their personal channel Mm. and you can't tell them what to do on it but I think it's Really important for businesses to firstly, business owners um, to understand the opportunity that these platforms are presenting for them right now to build a, a personal audience and use that personal audience to drive the business forward. And then to be doing that and then to also communicate that to the company of the importance of it. So I've, I've, um, seen an agency before and there's like 50, 55 of them. And the business owner just starting with the personal branding thing. And I checked every single in, uh, member of the team's LinkedIn. And there's nothing on there. Any of them, there's 50 odd people and none of them have a, a LinkedIn presence, but they have an opportunity because they're doing great things creatively, the great campaigns and the business winning, in, they can talk about the growth of the business, they're in that business mm. and it's a great opportunity for them personally to build mm. an audience which they can leverage at some point. I think
1: it's just a case that like it needs to be a bit of an education piece, like they don't know that the opportunities are as much for them as it is for the business.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that if it was clear to everyone within the business how impactful building your own personal channel is for your career, then a lot more people would be doing it, yeah. and in turn, if it comes from the top down, that message and education, it helps both parties. Mm. So the individual posts about the business, which is great for the business, mm. and then the individual starts to build their own audience, which they can they can leverage at yeah, times.
1: we still so many people say, "Oh, I just don't have the time."
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's some people genuinely don't have the time, and. That's where people like me come in, I guess. Mm. Um, but I still think two minutes a week can have a huge impact. Yeah, I don't
1: think it's as much as people think that it
0: is. No, not at all. to want to wrap up on a final note, and that is, uh, uh, is the inevitable going to happen within personal branding where we sort of reach this, you could call it a bubble, or we get to a point where... Nobody can be a Steve. Nobody can be a Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, LinkedIn will change its algorithms. We've seen the same with influencer marketing, I suppose, with Instagram. You know, you've got your first early adopters, your Zoellas and so forths, and everybody else is sort of playing nano and micro to that in a way.
2: Um, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think that, like I say, personal branding's been around before this, and the real um, people that understand it Will understand that platforms come and go and formats come and change and media shifts and um, there's always that there will always be an opportunity to look at a certain platform or media type or or something like that to help you build an audience past you know what what your initial audience is whether that's 10 people or, or 5,000, there's always opportunities out there to tap into other people, mm-hmm. and whether that's a platform or a publication or a da 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 da. And that'll always exist. So there'll always be a way to build a personal brand and keep doing that. The thing that will change is link, like LinkedIn, for example, it's so, so, so huge right now for personal branding and a massive opportunity. And those, like you say, with like the same with YouTube, mm. the doors closed after mm. a while mm. and you could only build smaller audiences. So in terms of building a presence on LinkedIn, yes, that is a huge opportunity right now. People should be aggressively going in that direction, but it won't last and don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like if you're just focusing on that platform for now, that's fine, but understand and be ready to move when, when you need to and understand how you can move as well, I think is the important thing. Don't get caught up in too much in, in one platform.
0: Fantastic, mm, well put. really, yeah.
1: uh, really solid advice. Very there.
0: insightful. Cheers. Great to have you back, Ash. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Super. No worries. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week.
0: This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson.